This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome back. It's almost May. It's It's not gonna be may uh, it's so great i it it's never gets so old never. never i will never not repost that meme it's it my favorite never gets old um, do we know the origin of that like who are you kidding it? no 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 the like who, oh no, no i'm I, like okay. no no <laughs> like who who came up with the meme no, of it i yeah. don't know but they no. should win a prize they should an internet yeah. prize mm-hmm. um i think anytime you create something on the internet that's still relevant like more than five years after you've created it you should win a prize i agree also we're recording this on monday and today's april 25th which is light jacket day oh it's the best i love that movie All you need so is a light much. jacket i think i might try to do a reel later about the light that's jacket so great <laughs> she's one of the best characters in she the really movies. is she's oh, that's so a great. tough one oh. i'd have to say april 25th <laughs> if you think about the people who have really like nailed characters yeah she's totally. a good one she's such a good one Okay, let's have a conversation quickly about like underrated non-main characters. Oh, don't even get me started. I am getting you started. That's okay. The of this Do you want question. me to go? Yes, I the please. two off the top of my head and like while I'm sitting here, I have to look at it. So if anybody is new to Abbott Elementary, okay. the sitcom, it's on ABC. Okay. It is written by Quinta Brunson. She's a comedian and she wrote this. I, I believe I listened to an interview she did on NPR with Terry Gross. And I believe it was kind of like the inspiration was her mom was a teacher. And so she mm-hmm. it's a group of it's a group of teachers and they find themselves in this like Philadelphia public school, um, not a lot of money. So like how they help the students succeed, but it is, it is shot very much like office style where you have like the people looking at the camera, like shaking right. their head, really, really, really funny. And the main ca- or the main character is um, Kinda Brunson's character. She's a teacher, but the, <laughs> the principal, the comedian who plays the principal, her name's Janelle James and her character is Ava Coleman is the funniest she's i can't explain it i there's no words to explain how funny she is but it is like top notch probably one of my top five like hidden gem characters if you have not watched that show please watch it they do play the reruns or the they like air the show on hulu if you don't watch it on uh, abc but that is that is one um my favorite hidden gem character it's not really a hidden gem i feel like this whole movie is a hidden gem um, is Hank Azaria's character in the birdcage? Mm, yes. Agador. Yeah. <gasps> my yes. I know you do love the birdcage. I, I do mm. not wear shoes because they make me fall down. <laughs> <laughs> and then can we talk about, Did were we texting recently about the um, father of the bride? And yes, Steve yes, because I was in a, uh, like a, short. like a training. Yeah. I was in like a corporate training where somebody, instead of saying advocacy was saying advocacy. And all it made me think of was Martin Short's character. God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Frank. And I love when he, when he's like, let's talk about the manual and Steve Martin's like, <laughs> the party manu, has the manu. a pooper. that's why we invite to do party pooper, George Bonk. <laughs> George Bonk. I love him so much. <laughs> oh, it's so great. My favorite, God. though. He's like, 
He would always do like. He's so good. Oh my god, he's so good. But like, let's talk also about like how he was playing a gay character back when like gay characters weren't very like mainstream. And it's so interesting to look back now where I'm like, we, I thought that was just like the best character ever. But if you, anyway, could go down like many trails right. around now, like how. I mean, how... same thing with the birdcage. I think you could say a lot of right. Although where it's like uh, you know, it's the drag. It was a it's supposed to be drag, which I think they did. Oh, I mean that whole movie. I just love it so much. Well, even on Modern Family, like they have like straight pl- people playing a gay, gay character. I just think it's right. like it was in the eight what late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, a different the time. Of the bride movies and like very <laughs> flamboyant. And even like you think of what's the one? My best friend's wedding, where Hugh Jackman's is it Hugh Jackman? That was her best friend? Not the no 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 not the one that was getting married. Right. Was that Hugh Jackman? No, I don't think it was Hugh Jackman. Who am I thinking of? He looks like it. He's the British he does, guy. He's like but he's yeah, he's Hugh Jackman-esque. Rupert Everett. Everett. Yeah. Okay, Rupert Everett. I stand really corrected. Okay, but anyway, so like we could talk movies all day long. I will okay, I'm gonna just do one more so we can move on okay, from this. Okay. But huge fan of the HBO Max series Barry that is written, co-written by Bill Hader, which we all love Bill Hader. It is an amazing, amazing show. Just watch it. It's you can immediately get into it. I don't I don't hang in for many shows except for Severance. I will say that is one show that I'm glad I hung in with. And the only reason I did is because Busy Phillips on her show, on her podcast, Busy Phillips is doing her best. She is a like a big content snob and she doesn't just watch anything. And she was like, Severance is the best show on TV. And I was like, well, damn it. I need to go back and watch Severance now because I really trust her judgment. Anyway, she is correct. It is the best show on TV. Barry, the character that plays NoHo Hank, Anthony Kerrigan, can't even, I can't, if... If you just want to laugh, it's a very dark comedy, but his character is unfreaking believable. I get so excited when people like create characters that you're just like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? They're so likable. Even in this like very dark comedy, he just, he cracks me up. So great. So great. Okay. That got me okay. very excited about shows. <laughs> I love, I just love that. I'm trying to think, as you guys know, I don't watch like a lot of TV or a lot of shows or a lot of movies that aren't like kids. Um, just for lack of time. So most of my examples are like from long ago, (laughs) like from like 10 years ago or longer. I'm just trying to think like the last series that I really watched from start to finish was 30 rock, which I don't think has, there's been a new, I think the last new season of episode of 30 rock was in like 2000. Yeah. But the page character, what's his name? Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth. Like I, I, unbelievable. He's like a main character. I would put him in the main. There's like, really such a long running sitcom. There are a lot. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's very true. Um, But every time I rewatch it, I have a different favorite character. Yeah. I think the Alec Baldwin's mom in that one could really qualify as a, as like a solid overlooked character, but. I mean, we could Please even, we could go off us- on different episodes of yes. Arrested Development even. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like every season of Arrested Development. The guy uh, whose eyebrows keep falling off. Um, Lucille 2. <laughs> Lucille 2. <laughs> Her vertigo, like that was just the most genius stroke of character. <sighs> remember when they, they did, um, they fixed her kitchen and they moved it? <laughs> <laughs> just kept running into the island. <laughs> or the, or what about uh, Ju- uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, who's oh like the blind gosh. judge who just pretends yes. to be blind? Yes. And then her dog is actually blind. <laughs> Spoiler alert! In case you haven't seen that moment, so good. Oh my gosh, that show is so good. It's so good. Okay, well, speaking of shows, let me let me just do like a quick um, 
preface to the next two weeks, Claire and I are, we got a lot going on in the month of May. So we are going to do the next two weeks after this episode airs, we're doing two episodes with our friends, Tina DeGraff and JK McLeod. So next week will be Tina, the week after will be JK. And we just wanted to catch up with some friends because we can't pre-record a batch of episodes, like even though we record every single week. For Claire and I to do multiple episodes in a week, it would just get really boring. <laughs> We're at our best with once a week. And so we don't have that many. We don't have that house. much content. We've got we could actually probably do it if we had like a but but it anyway. So we are doing a chat with friends for the next two weeks. So please li- listen to those episodes because we do get into it with Tina around selling sunset. We talk a lot about body image and body standards, and it's a really good discussion. And it really is more like a, ch- a chat with us with our friends. It's not so much an interview style, but we're just kind of talking with another person because we think other people are interesting too. So listen to those episodes in the next coming weeks because I have a lot and- to say about selling sunset. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Amanda was uh, today um, was telling me that she watched the whole season of Selling Sunset this weekend because she was sick. And she was like, I don't think I've ever in my life just like sat in my bed and watched a whole season of anything on my phone. And then she said her husband asked her what she was watching. And she was like, oh, it's a real estate show. And he was like, this is not a real estate show. You're not like learning real estate investing. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there wasn't as much real estate in this past season, which I do. That's a lot. The The love of this show is the houses are so beautiful. It really is amazing to watch these houses. But you get everything. You get drama. You have beautiful outfits. You have beautiful people. You have LA. You have the, the B-roll of LA. Any show that has a B-roll of Los Angeles, I'm in. Like, you've got me. I don't need anything else. This season is a little less real estate and a little, a little more Christine drama. But Scott was watching it with me. I know I've said this before, but anytime I watch a show that's reality, brainless TV, he, I think he gets it by now, you know, 14 years in, 15 years in of being together. <laughs> but I think he used to be like, you're smarter than this. Why do you watch this stuff? I'm like, because I do emotions all day long. And I cannot come home and watch something that requires a lot of emotions, whereas Scott does not have like... That's not how he operates. And so when I need a show, I kind of need something I can easily tune out with. I know I've said that before too, but it's so funny. So I think finally he gets it. He makes fun of me less, but every once in a while he'll kind of chime in. And when I was watching Selling Sunset, he was like, is there anyone that's really nice on this show? And I was like, no, that's the point. Like everyone's horrible. (laughs) Everyone's horrible. But the the shoes are great. Real estate is great. Oh, it's just can it's eye candy and it's so brainless. And then I got into uh, Married at First Sight, which my friend from Montana from grad school was like, you would love the show if you like brainless reality TV. And I did start watching it and it probably it's 20 episodes long because I think it's like on Lifetime and they just kind of need content and they could easily do that show in five to eight episodes. But it's actually pretty interesting because it is. It's like brainless TV, but there's this one couple. <laughs> there's this one couple that they like. So they have people. The premise is like they have matchmaking people like evaluate hundreds and hundreds of candidates and then they match people together and then they get them married at first sight, which all of their family is like, why don't you guys just date? Why do you have to just get married? And it's like, because it's reality. Like this, there'd be no like fun drama if they just like started right, otherwise dating. Otherwise, it's just a dating app. Exactly. And so now you're just on eHarmony. Exactly. So there's this couple that the one of the guys, I think it's Zach and Megan, maybe anyway, I forgot her name, but she, she's like all in, but he's one of those guys that's very good looking, but he knows it. And then therefore he thinks that he's, 
I don't know, way too into his looks type of thing. Washboard abs, very tan, but like seems like a down to earth guy, but he's really not. And the whole time he's like definitely not into it. But he keeps saying things like he's like, I just, you know, I just like kind of need some time to like get into like, I'm just not attracted to her yet. And I'm like, and very much like trying to talk himself into it where I'm like, you're on. Did you not know what show you signed up for, dude? Like, he's acting like he he's like, yeah, he's I'm acting still- like he thinks he's on The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like still in it. But you're like, you're not he's telling every it's almost like he's playing it up for the cameras because he knows that he's going to look like a total asshole. Because he's like, I'm just not attracted to her. Peace. I'm out. I'm not staying here for eight more weeks. But you can tell he's just trying to drag it out for eight weeks to like, stay on the show. And it's so infuriating to watch like all the all the matchmaking people like give him the side eye where they're like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, do you do you understand what show you're on, dude? So that's a little entertaining. But anyway, uh, so, so he's married to her, but not attracted to her. Is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're already married. And yeah, they get they got married. And everyone's like, "You don't just like get to give it a couple more weeks. You're like supposed to stay married." Yeah, got it. Yeah, they like after they get married, they live together, and then they go through right. this whole thing of like getting to know each other. And he, <laughs> so they're supposed to like put them up in this apartment where they live together in like a neutral space for eight weeks, and then he chose not to live there. He's like, "I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go live at my house." <laughs> So he's just trying to become like TikTok famous. Yeah, he's trying to be TikTok famous with his washboard abs. And he's just, oh, it's so funny to watch because everything that comes out of his mouth, we're like, buddy, we ain't buying it. Just like bail, like cut, cut your losses. I think he did not understand what you're signing up for. It's way too much that we just (gasps) talked about marrying first sight. So whatever, wherever we're going with this, uh, we're going to be, you're going to be going to Mexico. You're going surfing. I know my surf trip is finally coming up. Not this weekend, but I leave next weekend, which is crazy. Crazy. I'm going to be gone when you guys listen to this. Not this. The next one. When you guys listen to our episode with Tina, I'm going to be in Mexico eating just full of tacos and ocean water, probably from swallowing so much water while I- Tina was really- really worried about you she's like don't even eat ice claire she's like do not eat the ice do not open your mouth in the shower do not pull a sex uh, in the city movie and like that could really happen to me i have a sensitive system i don't know you want opens her mouth and then she gets diarrhea the last thing you want is diarrhea is like in like instantly to hit you while you're like sitting on a surfboard in the ocean wearing a wetsuit what what do you do in that scenario? You just gotta let it happen. In like the, on bridesmaids, where she's like, "Well, what else are you gonna do? Take the wetsuit off? It's gonna take you two hours to get it yeah, off in the, the water. In the water, you can't. You're just gonna There's be nothing. like, it's happening. It's happening. It happened. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I so can't don't drink imagine that. It's not gonna happen. No, it's not. Zero. Aren't there like, I, I, I've been to Mexico plenty of times. I've never gotten sick, so I'm, okay. I think it's gonna be fine. Great. Aren't there what? I was gonna say, aren't there pills or antibiotics you can take as a precaution with you? maybe i don't know i don't think so who knows i'm mostly worried about getting covid while i'm down there because you don't have to wear masks on planes anymore which is disgusting i don't think i'm ever going to travel without a mask again oh i've never yeah planes have always been disgusting like prior i don't even care if covid was had never even been invented exactly i wish that masks had always and would always be required on planes because people i don't want to breathe stranger people are so gross i mean gross let's Let's argue that there has been, I don't know, articles that I can't quote off the top of my head, but I have seen articles where they're like, actually, cabin air is really great because they have these great filters and it just like circulate. I'm like, I don't care. And we are in an enclosed space with strangers that are disgusting. This is recycled air. Yeah. So like, and like the person in front of me is like sneezing and farting at the same time. <laughs> so gross. 
Stop. People are so gross. People are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I, just, I don't need Ugh. that. So, so I will still be wearing an anything I plane. However, absolutely. that's what I'm more worried about. Because if I get, you don't need a test to go into Mexico, but you need a test to get back to the States. And then we're moving. So... It's just a lot in the next couple weeks. And yeah. if I get stuck in Mexico and can't come home to move, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> be well, tell Brendan to call Fingers me. Crossed. I can, I can, uh, I might call do you, you know, anyway. Do you know that Brendan is your handler when you're not awake to record? Do you know that? That so he texts you and is like, they're uh-huh. still asleep. She might be late. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. It's really cute. And there's <laughs> been like a handful of times where he like, somehow sees it on our shared calendar and yeah. he'll be like, texted me he's like joy i know you're supposed to record in five minutes but claire's still sleeping every get, time you get up and you're there I do, and I'm like, i rally and I, but it, it's always funny because i'm like how does he not know after all these years that you always are up and there like but he still will text me he's like i don't think she's gonna make it today oh <laughs> brandon it's really so cute. funny it's yeah. really funny he is he's your handler he'll be like i don't That's think so she's funny. gonna make it joy <laughs> <laughs> the calendar says eight o'clock at seven fifty-seven. She's still in bed. But magically, well, then, you always make. It yeah, every and then like then yesterday, whenever or whenever we recorded with Tina, I was like uh, down to the wire, and then my Zoom restarted, and I was like, Yeah, well, this he is the problem. Is when I he only seemed, give myself he seemed 30 to seconds. think you had a migraine. He was like, Oh, I did a have a migraine, but, but then he I, was, yeah, yeah, so I was like. I just I just waited a beat. I actually think I missed his first text because I was signing on, and then and then he was right. like, "Never mind, she's up." <laughs> Here she is. Like in the event of appears. me, I've never have I ever just like flat out missed. I think I've missed one. Maybe I think it was like maybe one time we were recording. I want to say we even were recording with someone else, and I just like completely missed it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but and if it was, that, it was because you were like out of the house gone. Right, it wasn't yes. like you were at home no, and you I just forgot it. it. You, were, you no. were like out of the house doing something and it just like we swapped it, calendars like, or something. Right. But yeah, I don't remember. Exactly. Anyway, I just thought that was anyway. really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. So traveling a lot. And if moving. you don't come back, tell Brendan he can call me and I can help move your stuff. But I'm I... going on a trip in a couple weeks. I can't say I can't say where yet because it's not like. It's, it's a not surprise like a, for somebody. It's not like a secret, secret celebrity surprise. <laughs> Definitely not that, but it's, it's not something, an A-list surprise. No, it's like something. Yeah, it's not like, oh, guys, I have some big news for you. Just wait. No, it's not right. like that. It's just like I, it's a surprise, something that I don't even think the people that are involved listen to this. But in the event that they do, I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything, no, but I'm, so I'm traveling. And then uh, we do think Bone Marrow is happening in May. So that's that's a... Okay. Uh, Still sticking that's with that. Still, that's still there. So there's right. a lot going on in May. And then going to a wedding in June. I'm going to be in Arizona for a while. And then Cadet might I graduate. This, like, I mean, there's so oh, much yeah, going Cadet. on. Yeah. I had this great realization the other day that I'm like firmly out of that phase of my life where I have to go to weddings. One of the gal, one of the gals on my team, she's in her mid-20s and she has like five weddings this summer. I'm like, oh. I remember that. I that remember that too. I remember that too. It was like right around the year that uh, like the two years that Scott and I were like dating and getting married were like wedding, wedding, wedding. We went to so many weddings in one summer, but this is my cousin who's my mom is the oldest of five. So it's like the youngest brother's son. Therefore, that's why we're so different in age, but he's getting married. So it'll be fun because it's like a yeah. rare occasion now because all the cousins and 
kids or grown. So there's not many opportunities for people to go to weddings and have all our family together. So that is fun. It'll be nice. We're really excited. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay. So this past weekend, Miles had a karate tournament on Saturday and I wanted to talk about it because I feel like this might be a shared experience with other parents who are listening or anyone really who has like a kid in their life who they are in a position of, you know, just like caretaking or mentoring. And while we were at the tournament, so prior to the tournament, I had no idea what to expect. This is Miles's first like real tournament. We had done one sort of in internal tournament with just his one, his specific karate school during, because it was like still kind of in COVID. And so it was really more of just like, a, here's how you run it through. And then you do your little thing and you do your form and then you leave. This was the first time we done it with other, we had that Miles had participated in a tournament where kids from other karate schools were there. So I had no idea what to expect. And Miles was so, let me paint this picture. Eight months ago, before Miles started karate, we couldn't, we wouldn't have even been able to get him into a karate uniform. Like the pants would have been too stiff. His first class, he went out on the mat and he immediately started crying because he was so embarrassed and so like overwhelmed. It has taken him an incredible amount of work to get to the point that he is at. And we take him to every single class that we can because, and so he ends up going like, sometimes four or five times a week. And I mean, it's, it's like build, you can kind of go unlimited. I mean, unlimited is a strong word because it's also divided by, by like your belt level. You can, so we take him as much as we can because we know that it's like, you just have to, he has to have the exposure. He like, it has to be part of his routine because otherwise he will overthink it and he will freak himself out. And there have been days, even still we'll have days where like, if something goes wrong during class, he'll just melt down. His range of tolerance for like adversity is even smaller than most other six-year-olds, I think, that I know (laughs) to where like his kind of range of emotions, range of acceptable emotions is very, very small. And it's been getting so much bigger. And I really think that that is in huge part due to him being in karate, where he can have this very safe container in which to have these experiences where he messes up or he, you know, gets something wrong in front of a group of people or he, you know, gets called out for not paying attention or doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing, then can turn around and still, you know, be accepted and be part of the group. And so him going to this tournament was a really big deal. And I also had no idea how he was going to react because I thought we're going to get into this high school gymnasium completely full of strangers and he is going to freak out. So I had him literally practice his form. Okay. So a form is like a routine. It's like the karate name for a routine. And every belt has a has like one or a couple of routines that go with it. <laughs> I literally had him practice his form almost 200 times. Whoa. At home? At home over the past like three weeks. Wow. Because, or two and a half weeks, because I was like, when you get out there, I just knew that when he got there, he was going to be so freaked out that yeah, if he didn't have this, yeah. just completely muscle memory memorized, yeah. it was not going to happen. Yeah. And so- so how did so, you break it up just out of curiosity? Were you so like every time he practiced one, he would earn one minute of iPad time? Oh, that's genius. Because it only takes like the form, this he's a pretty low, you know, he's still only a high orange belt, which is pretty low in the ranks. So the form itself only takes like a minute. So it was like, okay, for every for every time you do your form, you get a minute of iPad time. So at yeah. night he would like do 10 or 15 and then he would get 15 minutes of iPad time. Perfect. And, oh my gosh, right, that's genius. It worked out great because we don't do a lot of iPad time, like really for him. And so he gets there and again, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was texting Jess and Joy and I was like, okay, what do you do when you are in a situation where your kid is like so psyched, 
so like hopped up on like the tournament juice thinks he's going to win first place. And you don't even think he, like you think there's like a chance he's not even going to play. Yeah. You're like, I'm pretty, Let you were pretty win. confident. I think your exact words were like, I'm pretty confident. He's not even going to get close. Yeah. I was like, I, like, I, I have no idea what to expect. I'm afraid he's going to freak out. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. and I have been watching him practice this so many times. Right. And I know, I know where it's at. Like, it's not performance ready in my mind. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's six fine. Like he's doing great, but it's not like sharp. Like if you're, if you're sitting there watching all these other kids and it's a tournament, you're like, surely there's someone here. I mean, I'm like, you know, Monica from cheering it, like looking, like watching him. Okay. Well, that stance could have been a little deeper. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, but that's how they, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's how they judge. You don't know if Monica's there. Monica could be there. (laughs) Miles is not going to make Matt. And so (laughs) I'm texting Justin Joy and I'm just like, okay, what do we do with the situation? Because it just feels very counterintuitive and they're not even counterintuitive. It just feels very like there's two extremes that you're trying to communicate at the same time. Totally. Like one is like, yes, you're going to do it. And the other is like doing great. You're going to kill it. You're awesome. And the other one is like, it's okay if you just get out there and like your brain falls out. Do your best. Yeah. Yeah, Do your, all that matters is that you do your best. But if like something happens, that's okay too. And winning's not important unless you win, in which case, good job. (laughs) And you know, get like, don't get your hopes up, but oh my God. it's yeah, okay what to is be worse? excited. And yeah. right. Like, and so, you know, I think a lot of us as kids either really got one or the other, either where our parents really like pressured us into, you know, if you don't win, then you didn't, then like you suck right? or the opposite, which you were saying of like your parents never getting excited about anything you did because they like didn't want my mom did not want me up. to be dis- yeah disappointed so anytime and because my whole career of sports in junior high and high school was cheer and dance and so anytime there was a tryout anytime there was a tryout she would always and it frustrated me to no end my aunt would always be like you're gonna get it i get it you're totally gonna get it and my mom would always be like well you know just don't be disappointed or what she, she would always say some, something like well you just never know and you know just don't get your hopes up she was because if she would have said you're gonna get it and i didn't get it she never wanted us to be disappointed but she it's like, like never but it's worse herself yeah because either way it's like right. overconfidence and then that parent that's like a pro athlete kind of parent where they're just like you have to be the very best or nothing you know it's like it's such a weird it's a weird thing to deal with i like kind of i just kind of talked to miles like beforehand uh, the days leading up i was like okay you know you practice a lot but we don't know how much the other kids have practiced and maybe someone else has practiced 300 times and maybe there's another kid out there that's just a little bit older than you or whatever so i tried to sort of prep the you know to prep him for it but so if you are someone out there who hasn't who has a lot of experience with having kids in competitive things and especially like mediocre kids. I don't really want to hear from people who are like, oh yeah, my my kid got my like, all-star athlete. My that all-star wins athlete. Every- <laughs> I just want to hear about like how do you prep your mediocre kid? <laughs> Which is fine. Like everyone and give them the, the confidence because the confidence you're like awesome. Without, you're trying. Right. With but then you know still make it seem like a big deal when they do win, but they don't want to like overly get excited when they win because you don't want to think that that's what you expect or that you wouldn't have been excited if they didn't win. Do you see what I mean? There's just a lot going on here, guys. So Am I overthinking this? On. No, because there's so many things going on here, and I don't it, know which way to go. It's just it's very complex. <laughs> um, in the end, he did win, <laughs> which is amazing, and he looked so excited. It was he was so, so excited. And I, but I, here's what I'm going to be honest with you about is that I hope that like no one else who ever goes to Karate with Miles hears this and how would they know? But I, it was 
had less to do with like him being totally dialed and more to do with the other kids having like being really less dialed. <laughs> they didn't get the iPad equation. They didn't, they didn't get <laughs> the 200 minutes iPad time. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put in the 10,000 hours. You, you know, know? They're, their mom's not a crazy person. <laughs> and I'm like, but now I'm sitting there being like, am I not to make another cheer reference? Okay. Like, am, I, am I turning into Gabby's mom? Yeah. You're turning into that momager. Who's like, right. I don't want to be a momager. Yeah. You're not a but, momager. Uh, anyway. So he did win. He did so great. He was so, so excited. <laughs> and it was a small group of people. Like, you know, he only love, was up against like 10 of their kids. I love how you're like, it's less that he was super dialed and more that they were not as dialed. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, like half the kids got out there and just like stopped halfway through their form and like didn't know what to do. They got, they got intimidated by the, yeah. I think it's they a lot just of got, wow. it's, and, like, you, know, you know, when you're six, like it's a lot to memorize oh and, gosh. and there's a lot of turning. They all involve a lot of turning like turn to the left turn to the back turn back to the front and, and so it's really easy to get mixed up and then all of a sudden yes. you're facing the back when you're supposed to yes. be facing the front and you're like it's oh like, no where did i miss like a the turn? Little, yeah it's like the little i think of the ballerina class where like the little girls are just <gasps> turning in circles and then one just goes off stage just walks away yes that was some of kids. <laughs> and they're supposed to at the beginning do this little thing where they're like they say they're little like judges and they have to have this little thing that they say and they say like proudly representing my karate school this is my name this is my instructor oh, and, and miles just got out there and like was screaming at the top of his lungs i wish i had taken a video but i was so like in it and i was so like nervous for him yes, some that i didn't take a video oh. um so anyway it was so cute he did a great job he did a better job than everyone else that's so <laughs> cute. right but i so I anyway it. please give me your tips because not that I don't think that Miles is going to grow up and be a champion karate person, but karate, karate. How do you support ninja? Like, do you, yeah, nin- <laughs> I don't know. What's the noun? He's a ninja. <laughs> Martial artist. But um, I just also want to know what to do if he's not. Yeah. If he how do you is. support your mediocre kid? But, you know, maybe it's turning into. Every team needs just, just like a middle of the pack. Yeah. Well, let's yes. take a quick break. Let's let's calm down a little bit and uh, talk about Ned. Let's take a breather. Let's take some magnesium and talk about Ned, the makers of our favorite CBD products. Ned is a proud sponsor of our podcast, and we love Ned. So thank you so much for supporting the sponsors who support our podcast. This month, we really want to focus on their dream set. It's a new bundled set. And when you get the Dream Set, you get their best-selling Sleep Blend and the Mellow Magnesium. Sleep has been an issue lately because of the new puppy. So I've been relying a lot on like, if I get back up, I'll take some Mellow, I'll go back to sleep. Their new and improved Sleep Blend contains CBN, a powerful cannabinoid that promotes sleep, 750 milligrams of USDA certified organic, 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 24% more organic and wildcrafted botanicals than the previous formulation. Mellow Magnesium, powerful daily magnesium supplement with amino acids and trace minerals that propel memory, mood, brain function, stress response, nerve, and muscle health in sleep. You can find all of their products third-party tested. You can see all of the transparency on their website, and they also offer a money-back guarantee. So there really is nothing to lose here. So you can support the podcast by supporting our great sponsor, Ned, if you'd like to conquer sleep with Ned's dream set, Joy and Clara listeners get 15% off with code Joy. Go to helloned.com forward slash Joy or enter code Joy at checkout. That's H E L L O 
ned.com slash joy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay. So another thing I wanted to talk about today as my surfing trip approaches is feeling really nervous <laughs> about going on this. And we've talked a lot. If you are having with us since our girls gone wild days, I feel like you guys will probably remember me talking about always having this like deep insecurity about being the slowest one in the group that I don't ever want to be the person who's like holding up everybody on the hike, let alone the run, let alone the workout. And I'm starting to have this creep in about the surfing trip, even though I know that it's supposed to be a beginner trip. And even though I know that objectively I am in okay shape, <laughs> middle of the pack. <laughs> well, and you've been working out a lot. I've been working out a lot and I've been doing my little renegade rows and I've been doing my chest flies and my dumbbell rows. Getting and that core stability so you can yeah. just like hop up, hop up on the board. Doing my Russian twists. Yeah. I've been doing my toes to bar, my knee raises, I should say. I have been trying hard <laughs> and I've been doing my 200 minutes iPad time. I think that there is a perception or there can be a perception for when people do things like this, where you take this big, you take a big trip or you sign up for a big race or whatever that you are, you feel completely confident about it or that you're like the only emotion you're having is just excitement and being psyched. But I'm also so nervous. And it reminds me of when I did my Knowles trip, which I talk about a lot, which if you guys don't know what Knowles is, it stands for National Outdoor Leadership School. It's a lot like Outward Bound, if you know what Outward Bound is. I did this month-long backpacking and canoeing trip in the Yukon when I was in college. And it turned out to be one of the single most like influential experiences in my life. But I cried on the plane on the way there because I was so freaked out. And then when I went to Argentina to study abroad, I threw up on the plane because I was so nervous. Like seriously? Yeah. Because oh I gosh. had never done anything like that before. And I and I had to go speak Spanish. Like I had never been to another country completely by myself before. Yeah, it is scary. Sometimes I look back like when I moved to France for three months and I was like 21. I'm like, how the hell did I have the balls to do that? Right, you just don't know any better. <laughs> and we didn't have phones. Like I couldn't communicate with my parents with anybody unless they called right. the house you that I was like, staying at. Like have oh to hope gosh, you how find did I, a pay phone. How did I get there? around? How did I get to Lille? I don't know. How did I get there? When I went to Argentina, I had to, to like their international airport and their, you know, regional national airport is, are not the same airport. You fly into one airport, you get on a bus to another complete airport on the other side of Buenos Aires and then get on another plane. Like, how did I man? How did I figure that out without a phone? I exact same thing. How did I even get to the school? How did the right. person find me to take me to my host family's house? How did I do anything? How did I, I don't know. How did I do I it? How to figure out the know. train? I don't. It's it's crazy to me. Right. <laughs> We're you dinosaurs. Just gave yourself a lot more time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, but as far as emotionally, I understand why you're nervous because like that feeling of like jumping into something so wildly unknown is a lot. Yeah. And like that I'm going to be in a group and they all are here to do this athletic thing. Do you know how many people? I don't think it's very big. I think it's like only five or six other people. Oh, that's that's good. Okay. That's good. Except then the other main activity is yoga. Well, they're going to make me do yoga every day. You've done yoga before. We did yoga I mean, I've in done Costa Rica. Yoga. Yeah. I know, but only one time. Going and to, there were monkeys. There were monkeys, which yeah. looking back is so great. So great. I I mean, Child's I pose? do I do yoga occasionally. Yeah. Like I feel like I've never done yoga. I do yoga. I get roped and do yoga class probably 2 to 6 times a year. It's fine, but I don't know. So I just have, I'm having, these are the thoughts that come into my head when I start to worry about it. I'm like, what if I bought a wetsuit? Like, what if I get there and they like laugh at my wetsuit? 
Because I don't know these things. I live in Colorado. What if I get there? What if I get really sunburned and I like want to wear a hat when I'm surfing? And what if they laugh at me because I want to wear a hat? (laughs) These are the things I'm worried about being judged for. I'm a grown ass woman and I worry about these things. Mm. So I just wanted to say them out loud because not only does A, it make them feel silly. And like now I'm like, okay, it's clear. You don't need to worry about other people laughing at you for wearing a hat. Like it's okay. You can wear a hat. You can absolutely (laughs) wear a hat. Even if it gets washed away in the ocean, maybe bring Mm -hmm. a couple hats. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also... As long as you just don't show up wearing jeans, I think you're fine. I mean, let's hope so. You know, know. like it's so hot there. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're not. Yeah. Like, like, what's wrong with jeans? I was going to pack jeans. Should I not pack jeans? (laughs) Well, you know the joke. You know the joke that I think it's. I think only Colorado people get this joke of like the joke around. what it was that meme? It's like Trump skis and Trump jeans. Trump skis and jeans. Yeah. yeah, there's like a bumper sticker and there's like a meme. Colorado people get it, like Trump skis right. and jeans. Because I showed it to one of my friends in Arizona. She's like, I don't get it. I was like, oh, you don't understand that like you don't ski in jeans. <laughs> right. You don't want to ski. Well, okay. So do you remember a couple of months ago, somebody t- somebody like asked a question. We did a Q&A on Instagram and they asked a question like, what do you wear to your first day of skiing? And I was very specific. Like, here is what you wear. Yes. And you do not, your pants go over the top of your boots. Your gloves go like inside your your um coat and your hat you don't have to wear a hat under your helmet you can just wear your helmet like here are the things you need to know to not look like a dummy don't carry your skis on your shoulder don't try to like hold it like a bundle yeah of firewood <laughs> right but those are the things that you wouldn't know and so mm-hmm. that's the position that I'm getting myself into of just knowing that I'm sure. gonna do something like dumb oh, which is okay that. looking dumb is fine yeah, well, it's kind of it. You know, now that you say that, there's plenty of times that we've gone to Hawaii over the you know course of our lifetime when we've been going to Hawaii so much that I think there's been plenty of times where I have not signed up for something because I'm worried about being judged and being the tourist, like paddleboarding with a group where I'm like, oh, I just want to go paddleboard by myself. But even then, I'll get embarrassed, like go rent a paddleboard and like, just go through the whole rig. Like, I have a weird fear of looking like a tourist. Uh, and so I think that that's another piece of like you going into something so unknown and learning something so new. Brene Brown talks about this a lot, like she does not like to be a beginner at something because you just like, the learning is such a vulnerable place where you have to make mistakes, then you have to be coached and you have to like all all of that stuff, but everyone, it's a beginner. So I'm assuming everyone in your class is in the same spot. Like yeah, no one's going to show up and be like, like ripping. Yeah. And yeah. If they like are, Laird Hamilton. <laughs> if Laird Hamilton comes, I'm getting COVID and staying in Mexico. Yeah. Because As, he's probably going to be with his wife, Gabby Reese. And I'd be um, like, please show me your ways because they are case, beautiful. In case you guys don't know, Laird Hamilton was my very normal average high school crush like everyone does didn't everyone still have kills me well it still kills me that you had posters of like surfing in your this is my thing guys this is like been my dream <laughs> that's maybe that's why i feel nervous is because i that's you know, true this that's is fair. like this is, where this is 16 year old claire talking yeah yeah i was obsessed so pray for me no. <laughs> please pray. Uh, it's gonna be great i'm gonna do great it's gonna be wonderful and i'm not gonna eat the ice don't eat and the I, ice i'm gonna wear a hat Oh, goodness. Okay, give us a quick update on Joe. Oh, we can't wait to hear how it goes. Joe's doing very well. He is growing like crazy. We just had his first appointment at the vet. They get puppies get a series of shots to make sure they have all their vaccines, but you have to do it in certain increments. And so he had his first round of shots. Well, I I should say second with us, but he weighed in at 20, almost 21 pounds. And when we got him, he was 11 pounds. So in three weeks, he like doubled his weight. (laughs) And he's so good. He's just a very chill, 
nothing has really changed about his personality. He's a very chill, like sweet dog. He's already walking. It's so fun to see puppies mature because I know I've said this before, every week you have a different dog as a puppy because they change so fast. And so just this past weekend, I was taking him on a walk and, you know, normally he goes on very short walks because he's really scared and really nervous. And this time he did like the entire 20 minute, I have like a 20 minute loop I take JT on and he did the whole loop with us and he did great. And he was so good. And he was like looking up at me and giving me eye contact and like, wasn't freaking, he, normally he would do like starts and stops and he would stop and look around, take in all the noises and then he'd start again, but then he'd stop, take a look around, hear all the noises. And now he's just going. So that's really cool to see because he's, his confidence is building. And um, it's just, I don't know, and self, very selfishly, it makes my life easier because then I don't have to take two separate walks a day of like taking JT and then taking Joe and then taking JT. So that's been really fun. He did his first puppy class a couple weeks ago. He did great. Yeah. So he'll be hanging out with some friends when we go. People always ask me like, who watches your puppies and who watches your dogs when you travel? And most of the time we have people in our canine companions family watch just because they know the commands, they know how to handle these dogs. And especially with puppies, you want to kind of keep the training consistent, even though we're not going to be gone that long. It's just like easier. So people who are in the canine companions family watch these dogs. So yeah, he's doing really well. Yay, Joe. Yay. And is JT still doing well? Yeah, they're actually getting along better. Not that they were ever not getting along, but at first JT was very, I don't know, avoidant. He was, he just avoided him. Let's put it that way. He wasn't interested. Joe would come up to him and and JT would just kind of run away. Not like in a scared way. He would just be like, I don't want anything to do with this. So he would just go away, move. And now it's really cute because they've hit their groove and they play all the time. And uh, after breakfast and dinner every day, they just play for like an hour and JT is like a little puppy again. So his like inner puppy is awoken and it's just adorable. And then when do you hear about Cadet? Well, as of, let's see, when this episode releases, we will probably have heard her most recent report will come out, will come out on April 27th. So that will just mean like, they'll give us a report and say, yes, she's still in the hearing dog program. She's doing great. Because from what I've heard from people in the Canine Companions family is like hearing the hearing dog program might take a little bit longer. Meaning if she was in the typical service dog track, she would be graduating in May because it's only about five to six months of training. But my understanding of the hearing dog track, they may be in a little bit longer. So it's probably more likely that she'll graduate maybe end of May or June. So we're just kind of waiting. The weird part is like, we just kind of have to go on with our lives and pray that we don't have like a conflict. Like I'm like, please don't have graduation the same weekend as this wedding in Arizona. <laughs> because, you know, we want to go, we really want to be there and, and do the whole ceremony with her. But if she does graduate, just in case I haven't mentioned this, we would fly out and meet the recipient and do they have like this really beautiful ceremony where the puppy raisers hand the leash over to the new recipient and everyone meets and cries and it's really, really sweet. So it would be amazing to see her. I also, looking back, how hard it was to even talk about letting her go. It's been really healing to have Joe. It doesn't hurt as much, you know, not having her, which I never thought I'd get to. I, we miss her a lot. There's so much that we miss about her. But in a very, this is what I think about too. I think about when I lose JT. It's a very weird thing to think about. Oh, you will move on from loss. You will it will still hurt. You'll still miss someone. And I know I'm, I'm not even comparing this to like humans, obviously, but just in terms of like, when JT passes away, I think that was one thing that we really wanted to puppy raise because we wanted to kind of have more dog energy in the house. 
And we didn't want to have like all our love poured into JT (laughs) because honest to goodness, I don't know if we would have like survived if, you know, if and when, or not if, but when JT passes away, but if he would have like passed away while we were raising another dog, that was kind of our thinking in a very odd way. And also we wanted to puppy raise, like that's not the only reason, but like, these are the things we start to plan because we're like, we love these animals so much. In a way, I'd like laugh at that too, because it's like, you know, Brene Brown always talks about like, you can't really plan ahead to like soften the blow of any type of pain. But what I'm saying is like, it really showed us that you can move on from something that hurts like that. And that was what I was so afraid of with, with cadet was like, how much longer is this going to hurt and how painful this is going to be. And it is hard. And that's always the number one thing that people ask when they ask about when I tell them I'm a puppy raiser is and I'm always like, yeah, it hurts like hell. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but I'm so excited to see her. If we get to see her and go to her graduation, it'll be so emotional, but I'm also at a point where I'm like, oh, she's chosen, like, this is what they mean when puppy raisers say that the dogs choose the path they want to go on. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, she's clearly exhibited that, like, this is something she enjoys. And Canine Companions matches, they put the dogs in a place where the dog is going to thrive. They would never force a dog to become a service dog if it wasn't, you know, showing the behaviors that it was enjoying it. So if we get to see her, which I really hope we do and kind of say goodbye to her finally, I'm just like, it's weird to think about because it's been so long since we said goodbye to her. But I'm, I always think about that. If, if we get to see her again, what that will be like. I'm sure the emotions mm-hmm. will kind of like flood back. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought you were going to say that like you weren't sure if you wanted to see her again because now you're at a point where like it doesn't hurt as bad. But... Oh, no, I definitely want to see. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to see her. Uh, I think I think it's just me thinking about this whole process and getting a new puppy was like, Oh, I get it now. I get like why people, how people right. can move on and let go of these dogs. And then you open up your heart to another one and you see what good it does for others. And anyway, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So not to, you know, just keep talking about things that have traumatized you in the past year, <laughs> but <laughs> how's that for a bridge into another topic? So on Instagram, you posted about how you're coming up on the year anniversary or on Instagram stories. You posted mm-hmm. this about how you're coming up on the year anniversary of leaving your job last year and how you were kind of trying to decide how to yeah. honor that day. But also, you know, if you were trying to decide if you're ever going to share more about what happened yeah. and not that this is not the moment, obviously everyone, we're not going right. to like drop this bomb two minutes for the episode ends. But, um, <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about like how that thought process has evolved for you? Yeah. And I know and we talk, we get into this a little bit on the episode with Tina coming we up do. as well. We do a tiny bit with Tina when we talk for, so ne- next week's episode, we talk a little bit about this because Tina and I had a very similar experience and here's what I'm going to say about it for now is right now I'm in a really good place. I've been in a really good place. I'm so glad that things worked out the way they did. And there'll be twinges of moments, uh, especially because the anniversary of like the year mark of me leaving that job is coming up the end of May. I'll still have dreams and moments where I'm just so angry. But the funny thing is, is I haven't really been as angry ever since I did that post, it was almost like I every time I talk a little bit about it, it kind of releases something. And I I think the reason why I I hesitate about talking exactly about what happened is because it, uh, it brings out a part of me that's kind of like, gossipy and not helpful. Like, I think that's where I kind of go back and forth is like, if I talk about what really happened, I go to a place of anger, bitterness, and Mean Girls, which is what I left. I left. That's the reason why 
I'm no longer there. And do I really want to talk about it from a place of like, if I talk about exactly what happened, it sucks me back into the whole drama of what happened, which was really horrible, you guys. It was a horrible situation. Someone DM'd me when I did that post. If you don't, if you didn't see it, I just posted something on stories. It's basically like, oh, it's coming up on the year. I've been reflecting a lot, kind of debating on how I want to honor that day because it is a big day for me just emotionally. And and if I want to ever tell the full story. And someone DM'd and said, you know, I went through something similar and the what I came around to if I wanted to share that quote unquote full story was if if it's helpful or if it's hurtful. And if it's helpful, then, you know, share it. But if it feels hurtful, then don't share it. I'm like, that's a great way to think about it. Because I don't want to be what what I feel like that organization did to me. And I truly do feel like they were horrible to me. And by me talking about it in that way, is me being horrible to them. And that doesn't feel good to me. However, I want to at some point perhaps share the experience in a way that feel and I haven't yet figured that out of like, I, it's taken this long for me to even kind of share some details. And every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm super vague. And, and there's a reason behind that, because there was so much pain and bitterness and anger that sharing the story kind of turns it into this like gossipy muckety muck of uh, me just being mad at women specifically. That's the hard part too, of like women, people who I thought were my friends that I really felt betrayed by. So I think that if I get to a point of saying like, oh, this is exactly what happened, like how is that going to be helpful but perhaps how it's helpful is like how I came around to it and healed my heart. Uh, the still like pain that's there. Truly, I'm in such a better place. I mean, I work for the most amazing organization. I have such a great balance in my life. I cannot say like overstate the whole thing. Oh, yeah, things do happen for a reason as much as I hated hearing that. It's so true. It really is true. But there's a part of me that's also when I think about that, I think about, well, I don't ever there. I think the bitterness that's there is if I say, well, I'm in such a good place now that that gives them permission to be like, yeah, we're glad we got, you know, she's not here anymore. The other thing that I'll be honest about is if I were to talk about it, honestly, my and this is how I know I'm not ready to like really share everything is my hope is that they listen to it. And that's something that tells me like, you're just in it to be mean. (laughs) Because I'm if I talk about it, my hope is like, yeah, I hope these bitches hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you just like, that's hurtful. Like you don't want to, you're not, you're not ready then if you're going to share that piece. But if I want to get to a spot where it's helpful, then maybe I will. So like, all I can say right now is that I've had to protect my energy and like sharing with people who I feel are going to help me with it, help me through it. Like I kept in touch with some people that I used to work with who really only wanted to talk about the drama. And I was like, every time I'd meet with them, you know, it was kind of like, oh, this makes me feel worse. Like, I don't want to talk about the drama. I want to talk about how much hurt I'm feeling. And this is a hard thing to go through. Not like so-and-so is such a jerk and I can't believe they blah, blah, blah. It's like, on some level, I get that that's a little bit healing with a, f- a certain like few that are protected. But more importantly, I spent the year really, 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 really backing off and really healing and really recognizing like, oh, wow, you were in a very bad place. They were not nice and you do not need to be in a place like that anymore. 
getting there took some time. So, and here's the thing, guys, I will, let me just say, I'm going to say this part because I think it's important for people to understand. I did not leave my job (laughs) because I want to, and the part I want to say that, I want to say that because I don't want it to sound like it was this luxury decision that, because we've talked about that before, where in some situations, if you have the luxury to leave, that's a luxury position. Not everyone gets that privileged position to be like, I'm going to choose to lose my job because I've saved up all this money and or am I, I'm in a financial place to do it. I did not leave. I was, there was you a reorg. Were given, you were more or less like not given the choice. Yes, I was, it was a reorganization and I was not asked to return. Like when they rehired, so we were all fired. It's a long story, but like, if you think about, if you've ever been in a reorg, basically they fire everybody and then they rehire you into new positions. And I was very much believing, zero doubt, which is why I was like, why, which is why it was such a shock because I had zero, I had like 1,010% confidence that I was going to be rehired because I was like one of the top performers on that team. And so when I was not rehired, I, that was like where all this kind of came out of the blue. So I want to be transparent about that piece because I want people to understand this was not a decision that I just was like, I decided to leave. And I'm I'm okay saying that now because of it's almost been a year. I'm so far from that. I had some fear even talking about this on the podcast because I had a fear that the company can be very, what's the word? Litigious. Y- yeah. And they can be vindictive and they can be a little bit like, they can come after you. And so because it's been so far away, I don't worry about that anymore. But that's why I was saying like, oh, I just decided to leave because I really wanted it to be a very vague. I didn't want anything negative. Because I mean, even Scott was like, don't you dare breathe a word of negativity because they will come after you. And I truly believed that with how horrible they were to me. So that that is what that is like one piece that I do want to be honest about, because I don't want people to get this idea that I just like, I just left because it was so negative. It's like, and yes, and there's more to it that at some point, perhaps if it's helpful, I can talk about but I was like, really quickly kicked out within two days of notice. And just you can imagine me managing a team of 30 amazing people, how shocking that can be to not even be able to say goodbye to your team, and how traumatic that was. Um, So more, more on that as I can learn to talk about it in a way that's helpful. And perhaps what I would like the listeners to do is ask questions of what might be helpful for you. If you have gone through something similar, or if you're in a place of, I don't know, transition in your life, because on a bigger scale, like that's really what it was, this huge transition. So I'm happy to talk about it in a way that's helpful. Questions might be a great way for me to like formulate how to do that. Okay. So speaking of questions. We do have some questions, some like random silly questions. So we're just going to lighten the air a little bit before we end this episode. And I, this is a question that I want to start with because okay. I think it's going to be hard for you to answer. Oh no. Would you rather be a dog or a celebrity for a week? <sighs> a celebrity. And the reason... What if, what if you were a celebrity's dog? You know, I say celebrity, just I think of all the juices I can drink. That's true. If and, you were a dog, you and, would only get to eat the one thing all week. Yeah. So that's the reason. <laughs> Because of more varied food and beverage choices. I I respect that logic. I definitely would pick celebrity. Favorite place you've ever traveled and one place on your bucket list you've never been. Favorite place? I think we just talked about this. I, Iceland for sure is my favorite. It's a toss up. I loved Costa Rica too, but I would say Iceland and then on the bucket list, I know this sounds really silly, but Scott and I really want to go to New Orleans. We've yet to go to New Orleans. (laughs) Really? Ever in your yes. life? 
Never, so cute. ever, 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 it's so ever. cute. You guys yeah. gotta go. It's so, so easy. Just like book it's, trip. It's a very easy thing to do. Yeah. So that's one. I know I should be thinking bigger and like no. international, okay. but that's truly on our bucket list. Yeah. Um, I think my, one of my favorite places that I've ever been is definitely Iceland and Argentina. I loved, and a place I that's on my bucket list, really high on my bucket list right now, is going to go to Banff. Okay, we're just gonna do a couple quick ones. Some of these are a little bit longer, so we'll come back to them later. A workout class you've tried but hated, like for example, belly dancing. <laughs> pole dancing. I hated. I thought I would love it because it's sort of like silly and I like to dance and it just mm-hmm. was, I hated it. It was so like sticky. Everything about it was sticky. <laughs> Did you have to wear the high heels too? Uh, no, I didn't know. Oh, okay. uh, you gotta, gotta say, bring your own high heels. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, I can't imagine you and like, just like heels, my just skin didn't so adapt. Much. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's like a cream you're supposed to use. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> lube. Do you bring your own lube? I feel like that would be kind of productive. There's got to be something in between like skin on metal. Like, like, okay. Eh, sure. Something that's versus sticky like, versus like, like slippy. Like a chalk maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you just bring your bag of chalk. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind, it wasn't a class that I didn't enjoy. I, I, that didn't come to mind for like a fitness class, but there was one instructor that I took a yoga class ages ago. I'm thinking like 15 years ago where every time... <laughs> Every time he would talk about doing a pose, and I, I can't, I, maybe I need to release the video of this because there's no way for me to like explain this over, over the audio waves. But he would do like he would try to um, explain the move with his hands, and then when he hit the end of the pose, he'd go. So he'd be like oh. at like almost like warrior pose, but he would just go and <laughs> it drove me crazy. Like, please stop. <laughs> we don't we don't need a sound effect this is yoga wow. every move and he wasn't so he wasn't explaining the move he was doing the move and then ending it with that sound and i was like i can't i can't do this please stop please stop. i almost ran out of the class yeah <laughs> oh, okay first thing that comes to your mind ready don't overthink this okay best dessert you've ever had oh cheesecake at the cheesecake factory <laughs> oh wow hot take um i one time accidentally ordered an entire uh, chocolate volcano cake in Argentina. Have I told this story? No. Uh, okay. So when I, when I went uh, after college, I sort of did like a postgraduate, not postgraduate, like a, after I graduated, I more or less did a study abroad. Cause I didn't study abroad when I actually was in college. So for a couple months, I lived in Argentina and I like lived with the host family and I went to an English school. And one thing that I found was very difficult was that my, my vocabulary limitations were incredibly obvious when I was reading a menu and I would have like no idea what any of the words were. Right. Because like, not only was, is Argentina like a very regional type of cuisine, but I just didn't know that many food words. Like I haven't learned them beyond, you know, like the only word that I could like carne. Okay, great. I'm going to get some sort of meat thing, which one time I accidentally ordered an entire like eight person smoked meat platter. (laughs) And then uh, the other one that I would always recognize was angos, which means uh, mushrooms. Uh-huh. So I'd be like, okay, this is going to be something savory. One time I was at a restaurant and I had no idea, like none of these items looked familiar. So I just picked the last thing on the menu and it turned out to be like a full size chocolate lava cake. <laughs> and I ordered it with such confidence. The waiter was like, okay. And, he, and it must not have had, I mean, like the word chocolate, like I would have recognized. So it must've been called something different. Right. And it came out and it was like a full size chocolate lava cake. And it was like by far not the worst mistake I've ever made in Spanish. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, Okay. Oh, this person says not random, but suggestions for wide toe box running shoes brands, please. Oh, Hocus. No doubt. Or Ultra. 
Hoka's Ultra. Ultra um, with an A. Ultra, Ultra with an A. Or New Balance. Not New Balance. What the hell am I trying? Brooks. Brooks, 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 Brooks. Brooks. For sure, Brooks. Great. Let's do two more. Um, This is a quick one. When are you guys coming over to TikTok with your reels? The answer is never. Ever. Sorry, not going to happen. I hate TikTok and I refuse. Uh -uh. But I bet you one day we will. And then this is going to be like. (laughs) Never. Never. I just don't. I can't get into it. I can't. Favorite spring flower. Well, tulips are great. I have a million tulips in my yard. Yeah, tulips are great. Perfect. My favorite spring flower is lilacs. Okay. Okay, last one. What's your favorite thing about one another? That's a cute question. My, off the top of my head, because there's a lot, but the, t- the number one thing is how quick-witted you are with things, because you always make me laugh. Like, the things that come out of your mouth, and Brandon probably says this too, because there's been so many. I think the thing that I loved the most, especially when we were traveling with Brandon and Scott, is how... how <laughs> I loved when Brandon would just start laughing at you. He'd be like, and I'd be like, oh my God, it's so funny how he will laugh at you. And you're like, he thinks I'm hilarious. And how just like how funny you are, but I don't think you realize how funny you are. Like one of those things where the things that fly out of your mouth, you're just like, where did that come from? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and your deep knowledge of my water. deep knowledge of absolutely random topics. Thanks. That's so nice of you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um <laughs> I think someone asked this before too because I'm like I know, I'm but sure I think you gave before. a different answer. My favorite thing about you is that you absolutely like do not suffer fools at all. <laughs> like if you're in a conversation with Joy and she doesn't want to be there, it is so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> or like if you is like, that obvious? Yeah. It's really- it's obvious to me because I know what to look for. Right. You know what to look for. But yeah. you just like do not entertain any <laughs> form of like just putting up with people's stupidity for the sake of politeness. Nope. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> and true. I just really appreciate that about you. Oh, yeah, at least so someone great. does. I don't know if that's a really <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell that to my mom because she's oh, always like. funny. She always gets mad at me for that. <laughs> I can see that. Your mom is like too polite. Anyway. Well, because she's so patient and I'm she not. Is. I'm Thank like you. exactly like my dad where my dad, this is, I'm going to be, I am becoming my father, but my dad, he'll talk to you on the phone. And the other day, Scott was on the phone with him and he's like, yeah, Ron, da, 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 da. And then he looks at me, he goes, I think your dad just hung up on me. I'm like, oh yeah, he does that. <laughs> when he's done talking, he just hangs he just up. Hangs up. He's just yeah. done. And, yep. and I'm like, that's going to be me. Like, I just can't deal with anything. Small talk. Yeah. Energy for stupidity. No. Can't. Done. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another week. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com. The discount code is joy or forward forward slash joy. Check out their dream set. It's dreamy. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com, which by the time you guys hear this, the new one might be up. Go check mm-hmm. it out. It might it's be. Really it's so cute. cute. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.